Let the church say amen. amen. Let the church say amen again. Amen. Once again, amen. amen. All right. Our title this morning is The Looking Glass. It is not what you think. The Looking Glass. Let's go to the book of Exodus 38, verse 8. I've been, uh, while we're going there, I've been doing some study. Don't put it up yet. I've been doing some studying, and I don't know if y'all remember when uh, the ark was captured and by the Philistines, and uh, they took it inside their little temple of Dagon and put it before Dagon, and the next morning, Dagon was on his face, and put it back up and something else had happened to Dagon. Well, Dagon, the god of the Philistines, is a fish god. Amen? Now, when you look at the Pope's attire, that thing up there, that's a fish's mouth. That's a fish mouth. And as you go back to the earlier Popes, it's even more identical. Now, all the mainstream religions in Christendom no, make no difference whether it's Protestant or whatever. It all has been contaminated by the Catholic Church. Amen? Now, when you go and you say the Apostles' Creed, in that Apostles' Creed, they tell you to take homage to the Holy Catholic Father, and they're up in those churches repeating that, not even knowing what they're doing. They wear these robes, which is a spinoff, from the Pope, thinking that they look so high, and they, let me tell you something, that stuff just make you look stupid. That's what it does. The looking glass. Put Exodus 38 up there for me. I'm going I'm to try to be nice today. I wish I could. But I'm going to do what God tell me to do. Put, put it up there for me. Look here. And he made the laver of brass and the foot of it of brass. I'm not going to go any further. Take it off. Now, the women surrendered their mirrors, their looking glasses to Moses as a free will offering which indicated that they would relinquish their desires and look into the reflection and see the deliverer. Amen? God. All right? Now, put that, put that verse back up there for me and let me break this down. Ah, the labor of brass is a wash pot. It holds something. It indicates your soul. Amen? We're going spiritual. Now, on Saturdays, we teach more about who your identity is. On Sunday, we preach more on how to spiritually walk in your identity. Ain't God good? Because it's like a bullet without a gun is no good. Or vice versa. Amen. You got to have them both. All right. He said, and he made the labor of brass. That word brass there is Filthiness or lust. Amen? The brazen, does not our soul lust for things? 
Amen. Now, the labor of brass is this soul that's in an awful condition. Now, there were, I think, six parts to the tabernacle in the wilderness, which is simply a shadow of things to come, which means that inside of there was the cross of Christ. You know, and I've taught that to y'all before. We're just teaching today. We're not, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to preach. It's just what God say. But I'm, I'm just trying to teach today. Now, that, on the outer court, out here was what we have as the altar of burnt offerings. This is where you kill off your flesh, okay? Then you step into what we call the inner court. And in the inner court, and as far as we're going today, we're dealing with the first thing in the inner court, which is your soul, is the brazen labor, that thing that we're talking about there. Now, this thing was made, put it up there, son. This thing was made out of brass, all right? And it was a sanctification process. Because before you can go to do ministry in here, you've got to be sanctified. There has to be a sanctification involved. So every day the priest, in whom we are, the priest would go and he'd wash himself, right? But while he was washing himself and looking over in there, he was also seeing through those women mirrors the reflection of himself. Now, let me understand. Let, let, me, let me get you to understand here that we're talking spiritual here. It has nothing to do with a, a woman per se in the physical. But because the woman came out of man, it's the spiritual, inner spiritual essence of a man. Amen? Now, when we delinquish our own inner desires and we allow ourselves to submit to God and be delivered and sanctified by him. That's what this process is. All right. And the foot, which is the estate, that's the, that's the area that you're living in within here. A bit of brass is filthy. If it wasn't filthy, then God would never have become the savers. Amen? Amen? If we was all that. That's why I don't like religion. Because religion act like they all that. And they're not. I don't care what preacher is up here. He got something wrong. And he hiding. Don't make no difference. A fool like me. If you're going to love me, you're going to love me for who I am. Because I ain't hiding nothing. It is what it is. Now you can either love me for who I am, trying in God and going forth, and I thank God for House of Destiny. Put it back up, son. So this Brazilian labor, the foot of it was brass. And on it, it had the looking glasses, the mirrors, of the women assembling, which assembled at the door, which is at Christ. Christ is the door. Of the tabernacle of the congregation. Is not Christ the door? I say is not Christ the door according to the word of God. No, see this sleeping on me now because I start preaching to you and you might not like me. So, so, so come on. Let, let, let's get in with this. 
Let's forget about Mother's Day right now. That'll come afterwards. Let's just lay that aside, you know. So these looking glasses is a mirror. So every time we go in to do ministry work in here, what we have to do is they would go, those priests, and they would wash themselves. And in that washing, it was a sanctification process. And they were able to see themselves through those mirrors, amen? Amen. The inner self. They were able to see the sin and what needed to be cleaned up, amen? Because if you don't have nothing to look inside yourself to, then you're going to miss it. Now, it's sort of like, and I told you this before, I I go out there and I check that uh, garden constantly because it's a lot of work. And I don't want no insect and a rodent eating up my work. Amen? So I got to keep a watch over that to keep it sanctified, right? In other words, to keep the weeds out of it, to keep the rodents out of it, to keep the bugs away from it. I got to be on, on my guard, right? Otherwise, sinner, eat me up if I don't keep a watch. So when you're in contact with nature, you're in contact with God because God teaches us through nature what's going on inside of us. The same thing that I'm doing to that garden, I got to do to this garden. I got to keep a constant watch over it. I got to keep a water word in it, right? I got to keep the insects and the rodents of sin out of it, right? But if I don't have the mirror to look inside of myself, hmm, I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to be ate up and not know I'm ate up. Like cancer and don't know you got it until you're too late. Sort of like that. Sin is a cancer. It'll eat you up. not going to be with you long. It's all about sanctification. So we understand the crux of the whole sermon. Go to Ephesus 5, 6. I told you, I'm not going to be with you long. Now, first we came with murder incorporated. Then we came with living among dangerous minds. Then we came with away from the north. Then we came with he's in the wind. And now the looking glass. Amen. Look at Ephesians 5, 26. Put it up, please. Watch this. Remember the Brazilian labor? Here it is right here. You've got to learn how to take the Old Testament and bring it into the New. And bring some understanding with it. Amen. You've got to do that. Well, here it is right here. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by what? So, when those priests came, when we come to the Brazilian altar and we wash ourselves, what are we washing ourselves with? The Word of God. According to the Word of God, right? See, this ain't some old off-religion or something. This, this is giving you understanding on what the Word of God says. He said, we're sanctified now by the Word of God. Well, getting ahead of myself, but John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them, for thy word is truth. So sanctify, we're sanctified by the Word of God that's truth. Amen? Because the same word that you give life with, you can come up here and kill people with. 
That same word. That same water you drink, you can drown yourself with. That same fire that you cook with and warm with, you can burn yourself up with. Right? Anything you... Jesus said, or Paul said, in everything, do it in moderation. Don't be anxious for nothing, but everything, you do it in moderation through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Make your request known unto God. Right? So, we jump too quick, don't we? We jump too quick. My man, if you want to go back, you can. If you want to. Now, Ephesians 5, 26. Talks about how we are washed through the washing of the word. Look at 2 Corinthians 7, 1. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Give me that, please. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. Mm. Here's that Brazilian labor again. From all what? Of the what? My God. And that means it's filth in both of them. Now, that ain't God's spirit. That's yours. Amen. See, this flesh got a spirit in it. And it's always trying to get what it wants. It will not stop trying to get what it wants. That's why, though a just man falls seven times, he'll get up again. Everybody falls short of the glory of God. That's God's word. <laughs> and, it, and the Bible says, don't think too highly of yourself. So these women, this, this inner self, what it has to do is, it has to humble itself and hand over as a free will offering. We have to hand over that which is within us, the, a free will offering to God, so that when we read the word, when we're sanctified by the word, when we're washed by the word, God is able to show us what else needs to be cleaned up. Because there's going to always be a flying ointment. And we're so busy looking at other people's flies that we don't have sense enough. But from my studying, the priest had to go there on his own. And do that sanctification process before he trying to, you know, go and do this and go and do that for the Lord, you know. There's a process involved. And the process has already been filled in, and fulfilled in God and through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? So, even though there's always going to be something that has to be cleaned up, God has already cleaned you up. All we're learning to do is to walk in that cleansiness better day by day. Amen. Don't ever think you got the game and gone. Amen. You're fixing to blow. Amen. The first thing we want to do when we're walking a little bit straight is take your hands off and take the training wheels off. And then you go out there and bust your head. And then you come back running to your parents. You know, you know how we used to do. You know. But God said, just take your time. Take your time. You know. Yes, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Because every appointment has a disappointment. 
I say every appointment has a disappointment. I'm appointed to my wife. My wife's appointed to me. But we have disappointments. Because we're not able to satisfy one another with everything that we need. That's why we need God. Amen? All right. Remember, we've got to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. In Exodus 38, 8, you don't have to go there, son. It talks about, like I said, talks about this brazen labor. And it talks about the looking glass. But go to James 1.25, and I'm going to show you this looking glass again in the New Testament. James 1.25. Can I get it? Look here. Look like a, do that look like a mirror? But whoso looked into the perfect law of liberty. And then you continue therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, But a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. But when we look into the sanctification process, the spirit of liberty, when we, the perfect law of liberty, when we look into it and we see these things that need to be adjusted, if we're not careful, By trying to do it ourselves, we will become overloaded because we're trying to do it ourselves. Now, the Bible says in the book, I think, what, 1 John, one of those three epistles of John, it says that, how did it go? It says, now, if your heart does not condemn you, then you have confidence toward God. But if your heart does condemn you, hear me, church. Because a lot of times we allow the things that we do and the mistakes that we make to burden us down. But God says, if your heart, your mind, if it condemns you, you know how a lot of people like to beat up themselves and be down on themselves? Well, you better need to remember that the Bible says that if your heart condemns you, that God is greater than your heart. So what we need to do is, because I've had to do it myself, you know, is give that thing to God. Because I'm telling you, the pressure behind condemnation will kill you. That's why God said, if you see a man in a fault, you the spiritual. You go to him and restore it. And be careful that you don't fall, because you might, you might fall into the same condemnation. You know. But the Bible also goes on and tells us that, you know, we need to be aware of what's going on in here. It's in here. It ain't out there. It's in here. Because it's what's in here coming out of here is what's got the world in the shape that it's in. Amen? Amen. Now, we see that I don't want to mix messages up in here, so I'm going to stick to this and get on through. Because like I said, we're going to get out of here in a minute. Just a minute. A couple more scriptures. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. It's a familiar scripture, right? It said, let a man do what? 
Y'all sound like a little old bird. Did y'all eat anything in my name? Say it again. Let a man examine himself, right? Then so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. This communion, right? Not that. Not that. See, that's a ritual that these folk done did in these churches. Every Sunday they put on their little white. Every first Sunday. They done made a ritual out of this. And they bring their little thing out. But this is talking about eating of the word of God and drinking of the spirit constantly. And while we're doing it, you got to be aware. You got to look into this garden and make sure that you don't let it be overtaken by weeds. Yes, weeds going to always pop up. But you got to be there to be fighting to pull it up. Or that thing will overtake you and have you stretched out. Have you crazy? You know what I'm saying? And every plan that you have, it will fail. Because there's too many weeds in the garden and the garden can't produce. Cares of the world. Deceitfulness of sin. And the lust of other things entering in. That's why we need that sanctification process so bad. Because it chokes the word. And causes it to be unfruitful. Amen? Amen. Ain't that the word? Mm-hmm. So here we are. In 11, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, he tells us to examine ourselves. Last verse. John 17, 17. Put it up, please. I've already quoted it once. Sanctify them through thy truth. Mm. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. When you look in that labor, when you wash in that labor by the word, mm-hmm, and you got that mirror there, that thing is going to show you the truth about yourself. It's going to show you where you're doing all right. It's going to show you where you're doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's going to show you all that now. It's going to show you all that. But how you eat elephant? One bite at a time. You can't eat. All right, try it. Try to eat elephant all at once. His rump behind your mouth. You try to push it in there and keep one step at a time. How you weed your garden? One step at a time. One, you pull up one weed out. Hmm? That's right. Well, it's the same thing. Why do you think God is so merciful and graceful toward us? God knows what we go through. Because he went through it too for us. God is not the one condemning us. We're the ones condemning ourselves and condemning each other. And God don't like that. God don't like that. I had a joker come up in here last week. I ain't going to call his name. 
He's sitting right over there. Ain't nothing but a snake. Ain't nothing but a snake. When I looked over there and I realized what it was, I said, that's a snake. Because it's done proved itself too many times. You knew I was a snake. But you brought me in your bosom anyway. No, sir, no more. Mm-mm. Can't be trusted. So I got a thing through Messenger. I think it was the next day. It might have been that evening. I don't know. Whenever I went to my computer, I checked it. Didn't, I couldn't respond to it. I'm glad I couldn't. But it had on there. It tried to give me some scriptures about love. Well. And then he said, I ain't never been to a church where I felt so unwelcome. Now, here we are. We hugged him. We gracefully talked. I even took him in the office and talked with him. But he's jealous because I got this church. We built this church through blood, sweat, and tears. All of us. Yeah. This thing ain't no one-man show. It took all of us to assemble ourselves together. And God had to get the parts right before it could be assembled. There's a lot of parts that came through, but they wasn't the right fit. And if it don't fit, you got to do what? You must have quit. They didn't fit. It came in with its own agenda and not God's agenda. Now, you know anything that riled me up more than anything else. There's somebody coming up in here. You won't be here long. Well, I'm going to let you know real quick. I ain't like other preachers. You can forget that. Mm-mm. I'm going to deal with you. That's what you want, ain't it? That's what, that's what you always cry. Well, the preacher won't do this and the preacher won't do that. You just let them run all over the place. Ain't that what you want? Peace? You don't want nobody coming up in there disturbing our liberty and our peace. It takes a strong man, woman, to be up here. Well, them devils will come up in here and they will tear this church apart. One can put a thousand to flight, two ten thousand. What can we do? I tell you what we do. We go around the world with this right here. Sixty-five, almost seventy million dollars, then ran through the hands of me and Brenda in this church here from. All kind of products sent them all around the world. And I told you before, we could have been rich. So I don't worry about what people think. Just keep coming. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Because of what you're going through. Keep praying. Don't make no difference. Believe God. Trust God. That's what I did. And I'm walking today. When I couldn't walk, I'm cancer free today. My neck is free. Yeah, I'm going to keep on praising it. That ain't no, that ain't no yesteryear thing. That's here recently. That's recent. I ain't going by the miracles he's done in way back then. No. He, you ain't done nothing miraculous in your life today. 
You got you up there, Mom. I start sticking my shoes up under the bed so that when I get out of bed, I ain't got no trouble but to get down on my knees. And while I'm down there, I can remember to say, thank you, Lord, for another miracle called life on this side. Amen? Give it up for God. Give it up for God. Give it up for God.